0: Hello, and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we sit here with our perfect champagne glass-sized orbs of dancing loveliness as we discuss the greatest television show of all time, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're tackling the 64th episode in the series, The Artist. (laughs) Hi, (laughs) I'm impressed that
1: you got I through that. I can't believe I got through it. <laughs> that intro, that's pretty amazing. Uh, I love this one. So I good. think um, what's interesting is, you know, we talked a lot about this episode with Debbie Macy because, you know, as we'll see with Laszlo's sculpture, it's, you know, the the big reveal at the <laughs> end is that, you know, it, it is all of you. <laughs> I
0: was, I, in my notes, I, have, I can't wait for Sarah to do this.
1: <laughs> really been perfecting my yeah, Laszlo. Yeah, I know. Perfect. You
0: always know how to do it.
1: But um, but yeah, just the, the idea, you know, and a refresher uh, to li- please listen to the Debbie Macy episode because it was so fascinating to learn about, you know, how steeped in history these archetypes are. And just I love the idea of this episode combining all three. And I think it's kind of the first time where, you know, as opposed to three on a couch, right, where we were sort of knocking that as this like contrived fight it's really talking about how different the girls are, and that they are, you know, these "quote unquote" archetypes or stereotypes in their own niche, but that they work together. Yeah, and I think it's like one of the first times they make it so obvious in the in the uh, the series.
0: Yeah, it's very literal, <laughs> and like, <laughs> yeah. and you know, I think that that's particularly uh, reflected when he's like theoretically, he's decided he's going to sculpt Blanche, and then he realizes that. Dorothy is, or Rose has something that she doesn't have, and then Dorothy has something that she doesn't have. And so it's very, um, you know, like, it's not super complex. It's like, yeah, it's not, it's a metaphor. It's not just the physical traits, you know. Um, And so I think that they, they do a good job with that. And I agree. I think it's, like, a much better interpretation of the same sort of, like, thesis storyline of three on a couch
1: yes yes exactly it's almost like that was a little trial run they're like all right there's something
0: here yeah we could do a fighting episode (laughs) and you know what else is like this one uh it's interesting to me that they get mad at him I guess it was a little shady that he wasn't telling them that he was using them all but it seems fine to me like I don't really quite understand why they're they all feel so betrayed I guess like I could see feeling something about your friends and roommates doing something about telling you, but, like, it's clear that they're not sleeping together, so I don't... I do feel like it's a little misplaced. I I don't know if it's clear, though.
1: It's clear that each of them individually know that they themselves are obviously not sleeping with him, but they're all, like, physically attracted to him, which is extra hilarious because he is not a jake or john Noretti or you know burt reynolds (laughs) hunk in the in the classic sense of the word no disrespect to the actor who plays laszlo but um it just cracks me up that it's you know i think it's the accent but um and his his height and stature for sure but i do think that there is this like Oh, well, I'm not sleeping with him, but I really like him and I bet Blanche is. Right. Or you know, I see or that. you know, that kind of thing. So I yeah, I can see the competition, but it, it's another case of like, we'll be mad at each other, not him. Yeah. You know? It's like fighting over fucking Fidel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, like he's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he um he is I feel like he's like Good-looking enough, but he's very. First of all, I also wrote that when he comes to the house and he's like, ha 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 ha, you know, like <laughs> things because I'm an artist. I'm also a very good lover, like ha ha ha. That I was like, is this supposed to be, you know, like 2020 that he's gay? Like, are we supposed to like have hindsight, you know, in the episode? Because I do feel like it's so. um Implied that he's you know like it's such a ridiculous concept that because he's an artist he would also be a really great lover to women and I was like okay like maybe he thought that it was obvious and he says you know I thought you knew and whatever and I feel like that particular interaction watching it this time um it seemed to me that it I understood why he would think that they knew
1: I love that you said that because I have in my notes like it's actually a big gay clue right but it doesn't read that way on first viewing so it's really excellent writing I love that you said that and I don't even know if it's necessarily just 2020 hindsight or though it might be but I do think it that him like ha 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 yeah. <laughs> laughing where it's played so well I think you're right I think it's sort of like it's ridiculous that yeah I'm an artist and that you know I would be you know a, this great lover to women like you said but I also think it's like laughing at the fact that women are in fact attracted to him, and he thinks it's hilarious because right. he thinks it's extremely obvious that he has no interest. Yeah. In it. And I, it's, yeah, it's this like little twisty mind game kind of thing that you only can watch after, of course, you know the reveal. Yeah. And I love it. I do, I do, do think it's excellent writing. Yeah,
0: it's great. I agree. It's also just indicative of having like a gay person somewhere in either writer's room, I think, <laughs> yes. because, or in it. Or, right. Yeah. For this show, for sure. But I think that, um, yeah, when I was watching, I had never really considered that before, but I was like, I do feel like it's relatively obvious. Um, he's also wearing a, like a crocheted sweater base or not crocheted sweater, but it's like a, a sweater with a like a pattern, and initially it's a turtleneck sweater, I think, over a button down. Yeah. Underneath a blazer. And then the next day, I guess, or whenever he's coming back to give Rose the key, he is wearing the same sweater. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I was like, maybe they couldn't, they only had like the tux and then like a casual day outfit for
1: him on, like, <laughs> yeah. in wardrobe. And his, don't forget his cute overalls.
0: Right. Yeah. Oh, right. The overalls. <laughs> he does look cute. Does.
1: He does. It's actually his best look. <laughs> yeah. <I think. laughs> But all right so so going back to the top of the episode there is a really interesting and, and interaction with Sophia I think we talked about way back when you know Virginia needed a transplant and we were like wasn't this a storyline in, like, a bazillion sitcoms? I also think
0: just flashing. Yeah, it comes with a lot. It's also <laughs>
1: part of just, like, it's just, like, why did I watch so many, of like, representations of this as a child? <laughs> I feel like I've always seen this flasher thing. Although, yes, it probably was, you know, much more endemic back in the day uh, as as a thing. And trench coats were more of a thing, I
0: think. But yeah. But who knows? Who knows? Uh, why do you think flashing was, like, a thing then, and has faded out. <laughs> there's probably porn? <laughs> internet porn.
1: Possibly there's also probably a little bit more public accountability right, these I days. As, well, as well as cell phones. Don't forget yeah. about that. But uh, I another don't thing I guess... the
0: millennials took away:
1: <laughs> random flashing. <laughs> Gen Z will never know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I just I think it's. Just a really funny storyline that quickly turns into an interesting, like, commentary on street harassment, where she oh. is like, <laughs> "It's not funny." It Again, is a classic <laughs> line of like, you know, nobody whistled. And two guys went home sick. <laughs> oh my god! And it's like it's it's not funny, but it's also like this line. But what's what's interesting, the implication of it is that always when you pass a construction site. Right terrible straight men are going to yell things at me, right. you know? And so it's, yeah, it's too much.
0: It is. It is it is so funny. It makes me laugh every time. But it is, like, right. You should expect that when you walk by a construction site. And if you don't get it, there's something wrong with you. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Ugh.
1: And yeah. I think, yeah, there's an old... <laughs> there's an old, <laughs> old sexual... Uh, uh, se- strangers with candy sexual, like... Harassment episode where, you know, she, she like gets like called a whore and all this other stuff, walking down the the hallway and she like pretends that she hates it, but she's just like, oh my God. And her stepmom's like, you know, she's like, I was sexually harassed at school today. And her stepmom's like, well, that seems like a positive step, but someone found you sexual enough to harass. And it's like, there is this weird, like, he, like that that whole this whole joke is predicated on the fact that like if like you just said if you're not harassed that <laughs> you don't have sexual value and it's oh my god we don't even have enough time no. on this episode to unpack <laughs> that but i just it was fascinating um, to me that, you know, that line is so fucking funny, but it just brings up this whole other conversation. Yeah,
0: it totally does. I agree. And, um, you know, I love, I, first of all, I love Sophia's coat. I was like, that's honestly, I want to bring that like to Macy's and be like, I want this coat. Um, what is that like a personal shopper? I know. Yeah. Make it happen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Macy herself will get it for me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) no, but she, I, I just, again, like, with, like, sort of the overreaction, like, she got something, prune juice, right, on her shirt, which is also so funny, the prune juice and, like, padded toilets. <laughs> I know. Bundle <laughs> at the senior center. <laughs> um, but so she just completely strips naked instead of, I mean, this is, I imagine they have clothes there, you know, I feel like it's like the school nurse, like, if you get something on your shirt, like, they have stuff for you, so I was <laughs> suspicious of that one. I don't know, I don't <laughs>
1: think they have a big budget. So I guess knows. that's true. Yeah, but it's great for a flashing joke. Also, when she's sitting on the couch and her legs are exposed... Oh it my god, yes! completely exposes how young Estelle Getty is. Yeah! <laughs> it's like, damn, you got some come good-looking
0: legs. Nobody did any liver spot makeup on there.
1: Yes, exactly. Also, in that scene... Did you notice this, like, weird salmon-colored horse statue behind the couch? So everybody go back and look at that, because what the fuck? It almost looks like it's supposed to be a unicorn. Like, it's like a horse with, like, a two front legs. It's just, like, another one of those, like, prop master finds, you know? And it's just like, wow, this is very bizarre. (laughs) Oh, man. So yeah, so Laszlo comes in and he, you know, we can mold his clay or buff his marble anytime. (laughs) And he has that beautiful line. And even just like, (laughs) them all fighting over this guy feels, I don't know, just more fun than some of the other fighting, you know, episodes, even if... You watch it the first time, and like you don't know he's gay, and like right. that it's not a possibility or anything like that. Um, although I'm sure you can see it coming. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> at least that it's not a possibility. But I love Blanche running back for her, uh, you know, peck on the hand a second oh my time. God, yeah, like, little <laughs> she always wears the loud shoes that you can hear yeah. in the background, even if she's like not on camera. So <laughs> it's it's just wonderful, and just the the. Um, the formality of Laszlo, and again, I think it works because of his accent. Where she's like, you know, Laszlo, I'll see you tomorrow, and he goes, indeed.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's great.
0: It is. It is. So, should we talk about um, the B story, which I feel like is pretty, <laughs> pretty weak. I know. Um, I actually like the magic B story better than Pranks. Yeah. Although,
1: although it does come back at the end when the three of the uh, the other ladies are having a good conversation. Yeah. So. It
0: also like it. It's not that I don't like the premise. I just feel like it's a little, um, it's just a little shallow. Like, it's not as fully sort of developed, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like there's a missed opportunity to make a stand connection. Like, he's a, he's a novelty salesman. That's very Hook true. That up. That's very true. And also, yeah. I, in my early notes, I, I, you know, I was writing this chronologically and i wrote is a whoopee cushion too subversive for network tv because in the beginning like there's there's a couple opportunities for it and it doesn't come up but it it does later so don't worry
1: (laughs) don't worry yeah exactly i i always thought it was funny because i recognize this in every episode that clearly to do the gag at least in front of a live television studio audience where the orange juice spills like you can't actually have a dribble glass because like blanche drinks it properly right. and like there's no like scene cut where you yeah. swap <laughs> so B Arthur actually you know it's obvious that she has to spill it on herself because yeah. she drinks it super awkwardly but I actually think it kind of works like it's kind of amazing like I don't think I could do that as an as an actor, <laughs> and like pretend that there's a dribble glass. It's uh yeah, it's really it's it's a it's a bit of acting that must have been a
0: challenge. Yeah, I agree. It's very like um, it's not quite slapstick, but it it <laughs> yeah. verges on it a little bit because she does that twice when she's sitting, and then you know again when she tries to get bland exactly. Um, and I don't feel like B. Arthur really honestly does stuff like that very often. Yeah. so it's also pretty fun to see her. And I mean, just, you know, so talented. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Do I look like Maury Heseltine? (laughs) A little around the (laughs)
1: eyebrows. (laughs) Well, speaking of eyebrows, uh, the eyes. Like, (laughs) where Laszlo's going, why the eyes? And then Rose, and her eyes just. out. I mean, Betty White in that scene with the subtleties, Mm -hmm. because when he's talking about how he's like, no, I'm not going to ask you, you know, and she's like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. And she does this, like, just extremely, like, feminine affect thing. And it's just like, I mean, you can see why he's, you know, if you're immersing yourself into the storyline, why he's (laughs) actually really compelled with her. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's just... (laughs) She's just, she's just a babe in that scene. She's got like cute earrings and a great dress that matches and she just does a great job sort of having this like
0: flirtation, but not. She does. And it's so brief, the moment of embarrassment. So it's, I I just feel like, again, like such a nod to Benny White to be able to make you so uncomfortable for her, you know, secondhand embarrassment in only like four seconds or however long it is until he reveals it. It's it's so short, but she really just like runs with it.
1: You're right. Exactly. But uh, yeah, so I, so back to the whoopee cushion. Oh yeah, <laughs> back to business. <laughs> One of the many fart jokes yeah. on the Golden Girls, which is actually really great. And <laughs> you know, like I yeah, I just think it's it's a uh, pretty incredible that we we get so much of that. And then skipping ahead to, I think it's funny because there is the scene where the whoopee cushion goes off, and then Dorothy is like, "Why don't you sit down here?" And I was like. Has the self-inflating whoopee cushion been invented I know.
0: <laughs> Nobody blew it up. I know. That's I think it, was it like, has, actually.
1: It had already. Yeah. It was, like, a piece oh, of technology available then?
0: I don't know. I would think so. I feel like it's not that technologically advanced. <laughs> I <don't> <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I don't know. I feel like when I was growing up and there were all these, like, prank kids, yeah. which is a Stan act thing. Yeah. There was always plastic dog do yeah. and vomit. Disgusting. Which didn't look like vomit. Um, But anyway. Oh. Or maybe it looked like cat vomit. I just wasn't It looked familiar. enough. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> it looked gross didn't enough. Didn't care. But uh, <laughs> I didn't care for it. But I feel like we always, you know, it was always the cheapo whoopie cushions yes. that you had to inflate each yeah, each, it would pop joke. after,
0: like, five seconds.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. It would always break, and there's powder inside. It yeah. Crazy. But, yeah, but I remember kind of being blown away as a kid when I saw the self-inflating yeah. one. I was like, that's what everybody needs. <laughs> Why would you ever do this? American show? innovation. I know. Exactly. So, but, yeah, it's... uh. <laughs> the most style the most femininity yeah that that one's so good that one's really good but yeah going so going back to that earlier scene though um there's a lot of there's a lot of like body and fat shaming in this Mm -hmm. one that i didn't expect like cellulite and like See a naked whale and just right. I mean, uh, although I must admit, like when Betty White delivers the "Oh, you are bathtub,"
0: yeah, and she's so
1: proud, but it just like does it lands as Rose would say something like that. It reminds me of when she's like looking to Dorothy for the insults. Yeah, and, you know, she's
0: like. It's also funny when she's like, "Oh, well, the horrible drawings you saw must have been Dorothy."
1: I'm <laughs> she so be relieved. Yeah. I know, and it's yeah, the woman in those sketches is me. I know she sounds like you, honey, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it, God. It's one of it's one of those situations again. Where we're just giggling, but it's like you guys are horrible.
0: I know it's so mean. You would never talk to your friends like that. Mm-hmm. Um. Actually, you know what? Now might be a good time to take a little break because we need to go to the museum reveal next. <laughs> oh, yes. yes, exactly.
1: All right. Well, before we get to the museum, let's talk talk about the studio
0: where he's wearing cute overalls. Yes, of course. I can't believe I (laughs) forgot that on the outro. I know. Yeah, the studio is the best. He does look very cute. I really love that. Like, Also, I feel like somebody was like, what do painters and sculptors wear? Artist wardrobe, you know? It's like very, like, cliche, the big white overalls, the studio. I was going to say, not even that, just the studio Yeah, the building that he has a key to. Oh, (laughs) my God.
1: It's so funny. Like, if you see the door open... First of all, it's, like, not, like, a loft door. It looks like a front door in the suburbs. But, like, each panel's painted, like, a different color. Right. He's an artist. That was supposed to be. Yeah. Is is he an artist? Is he gay? (laughs) We don't know. But I love the, um, he has that line there, again, alluding to the archetypes of the finale, where he goes, the truth is, you all inspire me so well. And I was like, ain't that the truth, Laszlo? Me too.
0: Yeah. So good. (laughs) I know. I also, I want to, um... Go back really quickly, also when they're at their house, and Sophia's like, Who's Laszlo? And then Rose is like, A Hungarian artist we've all been posing nude for.
1: (laughs) In the future, a simple, none of your business, Sophia,
0: will suffice. So good. (laughs) Such a good exchange all over because Betty White's response is funny by itself. It's like, That is what he is. It's (laughs)
1: it's straight up. And she kind of like leans in to be like, Let me explain. Yeah. (laughs) We're in the middle of something.
0: While well, we're talking about the Hungarian artist, I wanted to just
1: clarify. Oh, that. no, absolutely. And obviously, one of my favorite lines, like in this episode, in its entirety, of the, you know, let me just say what a privilege it is to me to come here and work with a man whom I consider to be the greatest Hungarian sculptor of all time. And then, like, Be Arthur not missing a beat she almost is like mid-sentence as she turns (laughs) and she's like yes and let me just say if Blanche can name two other Hungarian sculptors of any time I shall eat that statue and it just there's so many like right angle turns in there and it's uh, it's magnificent so Uh, but if you are looking for you know uh, a list of more than two Hungarian sculptors of any time uh, enoughwicker.com on on our blog has uh, the Wikipedia entry
0: yes yeah well (laughs) It's part of the research. Yes, exactly. Exactly.
1: But yeah, the... um, <laughs> That whole scene is... It's great because, it's, again, like, big budget. You know, they had to make all these statues just for one little scene and find the loft and get his outfit and everything. But it is... There's actually a lot packed in there because there's that whole line. There's, like, them arguing with each other. There's him sort of, like, denying. He's like, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. You know? Like, which is kind of fun, you know, mm-hmm. from his perspective, too. There's the line drop about like Picasso, which I think is hysterical because I and I think this is almost like a, a, a meme where it's like Picasso is actually way more contemporary than we think of him mm-hmm. as, you know, like he was alive and like until the sixties, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where this is actually a very... Plausible. <laughs> plausible yeah.
0: scenario. Blanche playing the violin. But
1: even then, when Blanche is leaving, and she, yeah, she's talking about, like, and it wasn't a violin. Right. Think about that with your chisel in your hand. And it's like, whoa, that's so I know. So Innuendo
0: all over. But then
1: it's great, because he just closes the door and shakes his head, and he's just like, bitches just be crazy.
0: Yeah, like... It's <laughs> very clear. Like, <laughs>
1: I do feel like as as a gay man and you're like closing the door and you're just like, God, these horned up women, like somebody needs to sleep
0: with them. Jesus. I'm sure. And I also like, I feel like he, he just, the whole thing is so ridiculous to him. I feel like how into each other they are and into him yes. they are. Um, and he even, he's, like, dismissive without being rude, even yes. when Blanche is, like, the perfect champagne gla- glass size. Yeah, and I did not movies. say that. She's like, well, you agreed when I said it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'm sure he was just like, yes, that is what they look like, you know?
1: like Cor- Correct. And it, you're right. He does it, like, it's not disdain, but it's definitely, like, kind of exhaustion.
0: Yes, for sure. <laughs>
1: just like you would be if, you, if somebody who was constantly flirting with you and you're just like,
0: guys, I'm gay. Yeah, and Blanche Stop. is so over the top this whole time, so you can imagine that she's been like that, you know, like, while she's posing, and she just thinks he's, like, professional, I imagine. I so know,
1: exactly. So. <laughs> it was a seer to throw me on the floor and ravish me, which also is, like, extremely sexual visual. I it mean, all, a lot. I, yeah. I this
0: one is really it is. raunchy. I feel like sometimes, <laughs> not so much in this one, but I, I forget which one I was watching recently, and I was like, the only reason this got by network censors is because there was no gay network sensors that they could like you know, like they didn't quite like <laughs> right. That's true. nobody got it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, the um
1: so when they arrive, you know, at the actual reveal, mm-hmm. I think the reason I like this better than other quote unquote fights is because they're actually all chipper together mm-hmm. at the end. Like it doesn't it's not one of those like oh, she showed yeah, up. Yeah it's not Gil but, You Kessler. know, it's not Gil Kessler and it's not just like the, the whole you don't have this like anxiety over them seeing each other. They're actually kind of all like, oh, which one's it going to be? And they're, they're playfully fighting, but less, like, intense, you know? I agree. And I think they did a good job of making the sculpture like extremely generic yeah they did (laughs) just like props to the props people because like it was hard if they're you know they're supposed to be all like it's me yeah
0: (laughs) very very quick turnaround for a statue of that size yeah well we don't know how much time has passed i guess it seems like not that much though because sophia's still into practical jokes so i would (laughs) all gearing up for
1: the planning yeah with with harry the security guard yeah big one (laughs) (laughs) it's great I was like, for a second, I was like, "Is Harry Michael?" And I was like, "No, it's just like the same '80s." Hair. I looked him up
0: because he also looked like a young Sonny Bono to me, and so I looked. <laughs> he was—he's been in a couple things. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah, just generic. guy. Yeah. Uh,
1: but then, yeah, we get we get another bit of body shaming, which again is also tragically funny. Where it's just like, "Look at the butt." She's like, "You can't see it, but <laughs> sure, it sure can't be." Like just coming in with a kill. But but yeah, but it's like this lovely moment where he's you know, he's like, it's not hard to understand why you're such good friends, like you compliment each other very well indeed. And it you know, it's it's a lovely little tie together moment and I think it it set a good tone for future types of episodes where they have they each have something to offer and then they sort of come together at the end and realize it, which is is really nice. Yeah,
0: and I think this is um this this may happen other times, but I think this is a very uh, sort of illustrative example of the archetypes that Debbie Macy brings up. And also, yeah. you know, like, the all of the sort of, like, scholarly takes where they're, like, here's where they all fit and here's why it's not perfect and, and everything like that. And um, I think that what's unique about this, where, at, like, versus other series when they do stuff like this is it talks about how they fit together and the complementing each other piece, I think is really, you know, like it's briefly kind of gloss over, but I do think it's, um, it's just like nice. And I think it's also like very obvious to fans of the show. And mm-hmm. I just, it, it's great. I love this episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very fun. And you know, it has the cheeky writing. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like we're a hit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> love that. <laughs> just like, also what, it, what, context is that i looked that guy up too lasso's boyfriend and he was in an episode of golden palace actually only one in Wee's playhouse so he's got an impressive reel
1: <laughs> just those two alone
0: it's <laughs> pretty great
1: but yeah this one's a winner i i really like this one um anything else to add
0: no i gotta get myself a dribble juice glass <laughs> <laughs> no
1: you just have to practice acting like you have yeah. one <laughs> All right, team, well, join us next time when we're going to discuss the horrors of going to your mother when you have low self-esteem and are in a verbally abusive relationship, only to have her criticize you for being fat. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a fun one. (laughs) Take care.